welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, I have the privilege of being joined by both of my co-hosts, Quiz Wizard FPL champion Chuck Bailey and super producer Ian Stimson. Lads, 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 lads. Just the three of us. We can make it if we try. Just the three of us. Takes a lot of time no, to get us back no. together. Will Smith's cancelled. Can't do that it. That was... Wait, nope. no, Just the Two of Us is... That's not Will Smith. Yeah, it's not Will Smith. I mean, I think he did a cover of it with his son, but like... No, first version I heard was Will Smith. Definitely. Pretty sure he wrote it. Bill Withers. It's Bill Withers who's gladly still with us. Thankfully still with <laughs> is us. Is he really... <laughs> Happy day! Uh, do, 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 do. 30th of March, 2020. See, when the two of you are together, I get jokes just fly over my head because you, you get all English and stuff. Specifically with Alan Partridge. I have opened my laptop for the first time in almost exactly one month, and here we are talking about nothing again. Uh, Ian, how is Milo? What's going on, Fish? Yeah, Fish. <laughs> Milo? Who's Milo? I'm into fish now. Now that you, even you've deemed fish chat superfluous after, I don't know, a couple of episodes ago when I listened and you said nothing's going to change now. Now I'm interested and I want you to create more narrative for me. Yes. Is Milo doing well at school? Is he getting along with the other fish? What's going on? The the two females had a little fight over Milo. I think uh, they are player. I know, yeah. And they fight by sort of having a little, like, like, like they go nose to nose and sort of it looks like they're kissing. It's not a lesbian fish thing. It could be. Is it? Is it sort of like on a football pitch when they just start pushing heads and then all of a sudden one of them falls to the bottom of a tank and then, you know, your black, <laughs> your, your, black your, referee, your referee fish comes over, gives the other one a yellow card. Yeah, it was, it was, it was quite similar. Yeah, they went, they went to VAR, but I just, I just deemed it that don't, I... Don't put the electrics, don't put a screen in there <laughs> it's dangerous uh, I just went with the intact decision yeah in it's fair yeah don't overrule uh, Chuck how was Spain Spain was good Spain was lovely Spain uh, I, I, I can hear my liver um, <laughs> that's usually not a good sign <laughs> uh, lovely son uh, a wedding um, meeting friends uh, yeah it was beautiful it was lovely thanks guys very nice I feel replenished because you sound like the husk of a man <laughs> Even more than usual. <clears throat> yeah, I, I am husked. Well, you know, I'd ask you guys uh, what's be, been going on, but obviously I know because I've totally listened to every episode since I've been gone. Uh, exactly <laughs> what, sure what you guys have been talking about. Um, football and things. Uh, Chelsea. Um, yeah, something. Do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a sec, absolutely. <laughs> Um, if you are joining us for the first time, thank you. We are very happy to have you. We are one American and two Brits, and we try to talk a bit about the Premier League, but often get distracted by fish. And if you are coming back, thank you. We appreciate it. Go to therapy. We love you. Um, leave us a review, five stars, tell a friend, patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod, Ian. <laughs> and we'll kick things off around here like we often do with our famous segment. <clears throat> Ian. Yeah, you see, what what's happened here is you haven't actually introduced it yet. You usually cough oh, yeah. and then say it. <laughs> yeah, you, you say the words. Fucking calling me out. Wrap it, wrap it. Well played, well played. 
Uh, still not quite on time with the jingles there after last week, eh, Ian? Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, I did fuck the edit last. Just I don't bit. know what happened, but... First time, it only took 200 episodes, I'm not going to lie, that's pretty impressive <laughs> that we went that long. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't even gone back and looked what happened, I just I just deleted it. I just... Yeah, I mean, you clearly you slid the track off by a tiny bit. <laughs> I, I, the awkward silences were killing me. <laughs> <laughs> and that Burnley jingle's about 20 seconds long as well. I know, <laughs> oh, it was so good. Anyway, our first story uh. this evening, Chelsea have won a historic third successive Women's Super League title in dramatic fashion on the final day of the season with victory over Manchester United. Sam Kerr scored two stunning volleys, genuinely stunning, in the second half as Chelsea came from behind in a six-goal thriller. The Blues, who win the league by a point over second-place Arsenal, suck it. New victory would give them the title, and it marks their third in a row. Uh, Did either of you have a chance to see that Sam Kerr goal? Because it was fucking ridiculous. Both really good, but the second one specifically. I mean, I mean, I, yes. She she also said, yeah, I do it all the time in training. Yeah, fuck off, Sam. <laughs> I love that. Talent, bloody talented people. Um, and B, I like that you shoehorned this in the beginning just so you can say Chelsea and one in the same sentence. So that's, that's quite good. Um, well played you for, for changing tack there. But no, good, bloody good on them. Uh, three in a row, first time that's happened in the Women's Super League. Um, and they're bloody impressive. I've, I've watched quite a bit of the, the Women's Super League this season. Um, and, and just check it out. And, and Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City as well are all incredibly, incredibly talented teams, as you would expect. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been really good. Really, really good. So congratulations to them. I mean, that goal specifically was unbelievable because of the look to check where the goalkeeper is. And then... She's got a second to bring it down on her chest and go. Well, I've got to pitch this with exactly the right, exactly the right amount of Bollock, loft. She's Australian. She went chest. Now, nah, fuck it, bruv. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> it's just vibes, was it? Just vibes. An amazing goal. Amazing goal. If that doesn't win the Puskas, fuck you guys. Fuck all of you. Everybody. <laughs> um, and yes, Chuck, it is nice to have Chelsea doing nice things, at least on the women's side. Uh, but speaking of Chelsea, we'll go to our next story. Here's a statement by the club. Chelsea Football Club can confirm that terms have been agreed for a new ownership group led by Todd Bowley, Clear Lake Capital, Mark Walter, and Hans-Jörg Weiss to acquire the club. Of the total investment being made, $2.5 billion will be applied to the purchase, the shares in the club, and such proceeds will be deposited into a frozen UK bank account with the intention to donate 100%. Intention, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> as confirmed by Roman Abramovich, in addition, the proposed owners will commit $1.75 billion in further investment for the benefit of the club. This includes investments in Stamford Bridge, the Academy, the women's team, and King's Meadow, and continued funding for the Chelsea Foundation, the sale is expected to complete in late May, subject to less necessary regulatory approvals, etc., etc., etc. I will just clear the way for you two gentlemen to have any sort of reaction to this scenario, starting with Chuck. Asterisk, uh, 1.75 billion over 10 years. Let's not think that they're going to do uh, Newcastle mm-hmm. and, and buy half the country in, in the summer. Yeah. Um, it's still pending government approval, Correct. at least, because they, they really need to make sure, especially after recently when Abramovich is just kind of throwing spanners out there to see what lands in the works, um, saying that he would like to make his money back. Um, and they'll, I'm sure they'll, they'll find a way to make sure he gets something from this. Um, no, no, business is never manipulated, don't worry. Um, but I, but I think it's, I mean, it's got to be a good thing for Chelsea to get some form of resolution like the end of the tunnel. I mean, we were talking about 30, 
31st of May, the government license ending. Uh, June the 8th, I believe, the Premier League meeting for to discuss next season. And we wouldn't have been sure if Chelsea would have been allowed to go. Correct. I mean, I wonder if they'd have just kind of sat outside and they'd maybe crack open a window and say, like, you're not allowed in, but, you know, we'll let you have a look. Was it, uh, was it Autumn Wingy that did that on Transfer Day forever ago? Yeah, Peter Rudd and Wingy. Why do I remember that? I don't know anybody's name. <laughs> it's just like because it, it gets rolled out every transfer window is someone doing an Odin wingy and just driving to London City Airport and well, sitting around and waiting. I was just picturing uh, Roman sitting outside of a bank somewhere being like, it's frozen, I'm waiting, it's going to come out. And he's just sitting in his <laughs> let, car. Let me in. Yeah. He's going up to cash machines and taking out 300 quid at a time and just, just hoping that that'll be enough to chuck it in the boot and then just keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's only a good thing. We had less than a month. I mean, technically, it's not officially done, but it's looking likely. Um, and of the outcome, Ian, we kind of talked a lot of, a little bit about this when it was just me and you. Um, this seems like the least of the evils. They do a pretty good job running the Dodgers. Do you have any kind of takes in that regard or anywhere else with regards to the story? No, not really. We've we've talked about it, and it it seems like this is as you say you're the happiest with it because there's analytics involved and that they might not just be scattergun with any money that they do invest there's been some well apart from your previous owner uh there's been some pretty awful people in the pot to get <laughs> to possibly get the, get the club again so quite a few um, yes yeah mm. so this this does seem like a, a a good fit for now and uh you know but of course still got to pass the fit and proper persons test which is very stringent and uh i don't know did you see him at the match though he's pretty fit man he looks good with those sunglasses he's got that sweeping <laughs> hair very handsome looking on uh, very american i will say have they just been doing it on general attractiveness yeah, fit, fit and proper persons is just they they go they get a celebrity glam up and they, they dress him up <laughs> they take him to a hairdresser's yeah they, they go to the gym for about six months have a pt and uh oh yeah he can he can bench like 150 kilos like good on him Give him the club. That's fine. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I mean, it's still going on. It feels like we've been talking about this for forever now, um, on and off in various stages. Uh, be interesting to see now with, with transfer windows and that kind of thing starting to loom of uh, whether they have a few marquee signings to get started, get everyone on side, refresh a bit of the team where they're going to lose, um, probably specifically kind of in defence, um, maybe with all of Chelsea's various issues. And then I, I think the the commitments and the uh not being able to sell majority shares for 10 years at least um something like that shows shows a bit more of a statement you know improving Stamford Bridge doing even more work for their academy improving the women's team um i think those are kind of the smart things to say um if you are going to go along with what will then effectively be another in a way form of sports washing um i guess but like we said that these are the least awful people as as good as billionaires can be yeah. um but you know good that the club gets to exist yeah agreed maybe yeah and i'm really curious to see what they do with the stadium i think that's the biggest obvious point of possible improvement for chelsea both as long-term More revenue cheese room <laughs> yes cheese room <laughs> cheese get me a, a smack i'll get the i'll you know i'll call chelsea i'll call smack i'll be like can we have a, a smack at the stadium that'd be amazing Maybe a Dave and Buster's in there. I don't know. Some sort of fun stuff. It's going to look real American in that area, hopefully soon, which I think will be really cool because that's like a fun way to be. You know, Americans like fun. British people hate fun kind of <laughs> vibes there. Yeah. Um, money would be good, though. But yeah, I'm happy. 
All right. Well, let's uh, let's move that move on from there then, and we will go on to some more uh, socially conscious minded stories, as we like to do sometimes here. Um, and it has been a while since we've been doing the news regularly, but there has been some recent stuff. The first is that the Tottenham Supporters Trust has condemned chants about poverty and joblessness aimed at Liverpool fans during the one-one draw at Anfield. Obviously, we'll talk about the soccer quite a bit later. Um, but some of the Spurs fans were heard singing a song or a chant rather called Sign On, which is about unemployment levels. The Supporters Trust has said that the chant is not what we're about, adding we're Tottenham Hotspur, we're better than that. Poverty and joblessness are not fair game for banter, uh, especially given the current cost of living crisis in England. That seems like a pretty fucking stupid and awful thing to be doing. So I'm glad that the official Supporters Club uh, Trust came out and said something against that. Anything to add here, gentlemen, being more boots on the ground over there with the whole housing crisis thing, not without getting overly uh, political, obviously. I mean, you don't even need to look at housing crisis. And, and this is a historic thing that people think is funny to say that, that people from the Liverpool area claim benefits and all that kind of thing. Uh, I have firsthand experience of the fact that that, that it, people in, in poverty in this country is, is at record highs across the nation, um, even in areas where I live um, down in the south that are traditionally quite affluent. Um, food bank usage is through the roof people's energy bills no one knows what they're going to be able to do old people are getting on buses in order to keep warm because uh, they get a free bus pass and they can't afford to put on their heating and all of this kind of stuff especially at the moment for the sake of ha 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 football footy banter get the fuck off and and just have a fucking word with yourself so at least the supporters trust will come out and do something about that and that's just what we need to do to be better people um, and so good on them. Well said. We'll uh, we'll move on there then to the next story, um, continuing a theme here of people being bad and then other people reacting to that. Um, an organization representing Scottish sports writers has apologized after an awards event speech prompted a walkout. The SFWA has said it apologized to anyone offended or upset by the speech. What a bullshit apology. Um, it has also promised to review and approve the format of the annual dinner, which involves the presentation of awards, including player and manager of the year. The controversy centered on jokes made in a speech by Bill Copeland, a lawyer who works on the after-dinner speaking circuit. Uh, the tweet in question about the person who brought attention to this never felt so unwelcomed in the industry I work in than sitting at the Scottish Football Writers Awards. A huge reminder that there is still so much to do in making our game an equal place. Uh, apparently, they were sexist, homophobic, and racist, so kind of hitting the trifecta there with the offensiveness. Oh, triple threat. Yep, yep. So, uh, shout out Bill Copeland, lawyer. Um, <laughs> apparently, not very funny. Maybe stick to law. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. I particularly was annoyed by the bullshit apology. Sorry you got offended. Which is... Yeah, classic. Classic, yeah. Um, apparently, yeah, five minutes into a 20-minute speech. I don't know if he was allowed to continue, but... Jesus. I mean, yeah. Yeah, like a bunch of tables walked out in protest like pretty quickly too. Um, Mm. Which like for people to not just kind of sit there awkwardly to like actually just be like, fuck this guy and walk out. What the fuck was he saying? I don't know. (laughs) Um, That's quite a strong reaction and deserved. So shout out those humans. I believe it was an award with like Sir Alex was there and that's why it got more attention than it otherwise would have maybe. Okay. Am I mistaken on that? I don't know. I closed the tab. Um, (laughs) Sure. Don't make jokes. Don't make good jokes and call your friends out when they make bad jokes. Don't or, make good jokes. Don't make no, bad I'm jokes. Good. Well, we don't make good jokes, but don't make bad jokes. And if you're if you hear your friends saying bad things, call them out. Call them out. That's I, all I really I don't have make to say. good jokes because of lack of ability, not because of We know. Uh, you, uh, you know. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. Good. We know. Don't worry. I've pressed record though, lads, so it's it's, it's fine. Sometimes. 
Not, not always, <laughs> right, Chuck? And I'll, I'll put the jingles in the right place and everything. Sometimes. Mm. All right. And our last story, former footballers concerned about neurogenerative diseases are being asked to come forward by the Professional Footballers Association. It is seeking more evidence of a link between heading and brain injuries and intends to improve support for players. Both diagnosed and undiagnosed ex-players will be surveyed as the PFA pushes for a care fund. It is also hoped that the brain injury, chronic traumatic encephalopathy, CTE, will be classified as an industrial disease. Um, any and all progress on heading and dementia and uh, concussions and any sort of stuff like that is good progress, in my opinion. And we keep having this debate. We keep bringing in more info. Hopefully something actually comes. Uh, here's a quote. After nearly two decades, they now need to recognize CTE as an industrial disease. The evidence is clear and it can't be ignored any longer. Do you think we should get rid of heading, Ian? It is a tough one because I don't know. I don't know what the evidence is like with um, footballs as they are at the minute. But I mean, obviously, back in the day, it clearly did damage, and a reclassification of of it as an industrial thing would mean would would leave clubs open to uh, being litigated against. Ooh. Um, oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Well, yeah, yeah, because then if it becomes into like a legal thing, yeah. then you wonder if it's because because clubs can just say, well, don't do it. But then a ball gets played in, a high ball gets played in at a corner, then and, and players players will still go for it. You know, players do it now. They see they go for low headers when they know people's feet are going to be there and put themselves at risk just out of uh, mm. a, a competitive desire and want to do it. So um, it, it's whether then it will be easy for them to actually get any sort of litigation, like you said, against it. But I, I don't know. I can see a world where headers get gone. I think the game changes massively all the time, doesn't it? But it's just that that would be. I mean, I can't think of a more seismic change there's been there's been in the game, you know. Yeah, certainly not in a very long time. I mean, penalty kicks, right, and red cards were pretty sweeping, but that was a long time ago now. But even that doesn't change the fundamental way the game is played. Substitutes being brought in that was in the sixties. Um, mm. You know, I'm sorry, uh, what? the pass back rule. Did you just say they didn't have substitutes until the sixties? Nineteen sixty-seven. Holy fuck. That's so the 1966 insane. World Cup, there were no substitutes. Oh, I had no red cards, yeah, right? there was no red cards. That was... No wonder England 70. won. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Something like Go that. Go anyway. fucking run around a bit, but less. Yeah, then the pass-back <laughs> rule, which was a... Uh, that was because of... Was it Denmark and Germany or something? They both... And, and also the reason why they, they now play group games at the same time, the last ones, because they just kept... Yep. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. No, it was Denmark that kept having the ball pass back, and then, yeah. So that's like the 90s, then the adaptations to the offside rule, but like getting rid of heading the ball, which would, which creates then an interesting thing of like, how do you, like surely then there's a penalty for heading the ball? Yeah, of course. It's like a handball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And anything above, uh, let's say nipple height is out of bounds. So your shoulders, <laughs> your arms, your head, anything above the nipples is just no, you no, know, like no thank you. now they have obviously the, the unnatural, un, I'm just going to blow past nipples. Um, uh, the unnatural thing of <laughs> I'm like surprised, of how far away with sort of kicking the ball into someone's arm you can be before it's just like, no, you had sufficient. Like, will you see people blasting the ball at other people's faces and just be like, wow, he didn't get his head out of the way quick enough there. Um, he has made his head himself a bit bigger bigger um by not turtling into his own body yeah and i think that would be about 50 percent of jordan pickford's saves would now be or do keepers are keepers still allowed because they're allowed to play with their hands right so they can save it with their face too makes sense yeah, he still fumble corners uncontested 
<laughs> and then shout at everyone else. He just fucking hates doing his job, Jordan. All right, shall we get to the soccer then? There was football. There was. There was indeed. We kicked things off with Saturday, May 7. A glorious date, I might add. But not a glorious result for the first game of the morning. We had Chelsea 2, Wolves 2, Chelsea 2.5 to Wolves 2.1. Uh, I had to leave... At 65 minutes or 70 minutes of this one, that's when I turned it off because I was going somewhere. And He still thinks they won 2-0. Didn't they? <laughs> Dukaku scored. That's surely a good thing, right? Once from open play. I know. Um, no, I don't know. Wolves tied with us. I, I have no takes on that. <laughs> do, do either of you have takes on this? Like, no takes at all. I mean, it's, it's a bit disappointing, isn't it, that concentration can be held to keep this awful, awful Wolves team out? I, I, I'm... I'm tr- I'm going to try and bait you in some sort of reaction. I know it's not going to happen because you are entirely checked out. Uh, I'm not checked or- out. I'm just reasonable, no, I think. There's yeah, a difference. No, I, like, I, I, I understand. The there's, there's literally nothing for you to play for. Well... What I mean, yeah, ninety nine percent on uh, five thirty eight. Yeah, Spurs are technically, I guess, within shooting distance, but like, there's two games left. Well, I suppose it's because it's fourth place anyway. But Arsenal and Tottenham play each other, so like Chelsea, Chelsea have to lose every game, and then whatever happens, I think then Tottenham and Arsenal would have to draw and then both win both of their games. Yeah, that makes numbers. That's very specific, isn't it? I mean, the, the Chelsea losing three is fairly realistic at this point, and. (laughs) <laughs> I thought it's weird because with the benefit of time I thought the distance from the FA Cup semi-final would be better and then I keep seeing Chelsea every week and it makes me more angry um, <laughs> because Chelsea are fucking shit uh, at the moment and it's just so I, I don't know maybe it's to do with the contributing factors of uh, the Abramovich stuff and players not being able to negotiate uh, their contracts and people potentially then dropping off um, left, left, right and centre. You know, like there's, there's been the thing now where Rudiger to Real Madrid is confirmed. It's it's pretty much like okay. nailed on, apparently. Surprised he's not going to Bayern. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, by a Farmers League, innit? Um, I listened. Um, Play <laughs> Uh, and, and just kind of the disappointment of the Champions League, um, missing out, you know, kind of being left behind completely um, by by Man City and, and Liverpool within the league, that they just they don't have anything going for them at the minute, and it's really disjointed. You know, you look at this game, two 0 up, should be some good vibes, stay consistent. You know, it's Wolves. We've we've joked about it all this season that they aren't a decent attacking team um they don't generate chances they don't score goals um and you know chelsea let them get what like a 1.6 xg something like that against them 1.7 yeah 2.1 it, 2 2 was reasonable i mean chelsea also had like two goals three goals varred off by like inches like really yeah, but close it was Werner, wasn't it probably nah one of them was lukaku okay <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, you know, Wolves being the fourth lowest scoring team in the league um, and, and just giving up those chances is ridiculous. Obviously, the loss to Everton is, is I, I don't know whether that was like a Frank Lampard compensation deal or something like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Asby, his former teammate and boy, Asby giving him three points there. Awful. Yeah, I, I just wonder. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses for the club. Like, it was a deserved draw. The losses have been deserved losses. Like, we are no, getting... This could have been a loss because you're, I'm not even sure the penalty was deserved 
in any way. How dare you, sir? It was given, therefore must be deserved inaccurate. Yeah, the referee looked at it with his own two eyes. Probably outside the box. (laughs) The referee looked at it (laughs) with his own two eyes, and that's the only two eyes. Jurgen Klopp told us that that is it. Remember with the Jota one, guys. Once two eyes have looked at it, that's it. So you know. (laughs) Yeah. He did kind of lay on okay. the ground and kick him a couple okay. of times. <laughs> he just missed the ball. <laughs> um, I mean, we are, our big match is Saturday, right? Like, that's the only match, really, that there's anything on the line at this point. And you're going to get battered. No, we're going to win that. We're going to win that. Liverpool are going to leave the season with zero fucking insane. trophies. They, they won the Carabao Cup. It's going to be hilarious. They won the Carabao Cup. It, we can turn it on. We're really good if we turn it back on. Like, we're a really fucking good team. I'm not saying we're as good as Liverpool. Yeah, They're it, a better it, team it's than just us. problem is that you can't find the switch because someone's pulled the fuse boxes out and everyone's just going around the house in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, one can, no one can find anything. And they've covered the door handles in Vaseline and you can't get out of the rooms. Like, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> like one of those pranks. There's uh, olive oil all over the floor. Yeah. Exactly, they just slip sliding everywhere. <laughs> the way Chuck's characterised this FA Cup final as some sort of Chelsea escape room. He's home alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Liverpool are going to Macaulay Culkin the shit out of it and just electrocute <laughs> Timo Werner. Um, when he tried, I don't know, this kid just went a bit too weird, didn't it? Liverpool are winning that by like <laughs> two, three goals in regular time, easy. Nah, yeah. they're still disproved. They're just like and then dis- they're going to win the Champions League. No, no one's getting Benzema, man. Although, yeah, Real Madrid knocking out Chelsea, then Man City, then Liverpool. That would be a bit like one in the eye for, for England from La Liga to say like, hey, we're still here. That would be... Hmm. And fully undeserved, if not for a Benzema, in all of those... Like, we were much better than Madrid. City were better than Madrid. Karim Benzema is an absolute beast in every form of competition in everything this year. He has been absolutely immense um, and has carried that team. And Ancelotti has played perfectly into his hands um, in his pragmatic, I will do what is best for the players I have way. That meant, you know, Ancelotti had this Everton team, guys. Remember that. This Everton team. Mm. And they were pushing for Europe. Utterly bizarre. (laughs) Now they should be relegated, but they aren't because of Chelsea. Pricks. Yep, that's our fault. 100%. Um, Speaking of relegated, also at 10 o'clock, we had Crystal Palace 1, Watford 0. Crystal Palace 1.8 to Watford's 0.5. Crystal Palace, fifth best team in England, Crystal Palace. Chuck, any takes here? Any? uh, Did you masturbate all over yourself listening to us talk about how they're the fifth best team in England last week? How are you feeling? Yeah, I totally listened to the pod last week. Um, Yeah, masturbated all over that. Oh, Um, man, we spent like five minutes talking about how Palace are the... Fifth best team in England. They're better than United. They have great numbers. Oh, so when I posted you those stats, that was that you thought that was triggered by the pod. I that was completely un. I just I, I do that to myself when we start winning a few games. I get far too carried away. Um, relegate Watford. Tick. Retire Roy Hodgson. Tick. Job done. Don't fuck about. Um, yeah, it's been weird this season. It really has. Can been. we can we just Roy Hodgson CBE? Is he CBE? When did that happen? This week. Oh, Freeman of the city of Croydon as well, whatever that fucking means. <laughs> it means he can take his cattle through and they can, uh, he can take, graze wherever they want. Take all his cattle to Box Park and they too can throw their beers in yeah. the air when England score <laughs> on, a goal. On the AstroTurf. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, well, well enough to go and get his CBE, but not well enough to uh, acknowledge the Watford fans uh, after the game. Yeah, just, because they're just... pricks. <laughs> He was too busy chumming it up with the Palace players. Isn't Twitter all on fire about that? He dared to smile 
talking to Zaha after the match, right? He didn't give one solitary shit about Watford. No, he doesn't care. No fucks given at I, all. I watched, I watched it on the highlights because it happened uh, when I was at the wedding. I was watching the highlights. And you know when you can see something in real time and just you have the... I, like, I haven't been on Twitter now for like six to eight weeks. It's been bliss. And um, <laughs> you just see something happening and they just lost 1-0 and were relegated and he was laughing, hugging James Tompkins, <laughs> uh, hugging and chatting to Patrick Vieira. I was like, Watford fan are going to be absolutely fucking livid and I'm here for it um, because their club's an absolute joke and they they fired they um, know that they fired Cisco before I even got a chance to do a thong song joke I've said this I'm still not over it and he he had uh, seven points after seven games I think I think it was two wins and a draw, two wins, two draws, eight. You know, it's basically about a point a game. He got seven games. Nah, nothing. You're out. See you later. Uh, they then had Radieri. He did 13 games. Half as many points as that. I forgot he was there. Yeah, everyone yeah. did. What a season yeah. it's been, man. Jeez. Roy Hodgson's been their manager for the most games this season. He's been there 15 games. No one would guess that. That's insane. Oh. Well, they fucking deserve to go down. So they good do, reasons, I and think. they have that interesting thing where there's like there's quite a lot of players who will be stripped from that team or should be stripped from that team at least. Um, you know, players like Ismail Assar, uh, is it mm. uh, Emmanuel Dennis, uh, third guy who plays up front, uh, Ian Cucho, Cucho, Cucho Hernandez. He's good. Um, Hassan Kamara, even though he got sent off in this game for being a nutter, um, I think he he's quite good. Um, and so, so it's an interesting one of like they'll just get picked apart and then hopefully they'll just disappear and we won't see him again. And Oscar doesn't have to worry about another W team. Yeah, we're losing a W team, although we're gaining a B team and a BR team at that. Bournemouth, Brentford, Brighton. There's too many BRs now. Oh, okay, is that the new W? Best Ham. We got Best Ham too in there. Jeez. Right, okay. Too much. You did that for yourself. Um <laughs> and, and whilst whilst we also then speak about, and it's weird that I'm going full post mortem into Watford. Uh, never mind. Uh, but Ben Ben Foster's post match interview, which if if you haven't seen, um, is is amazing. Not. And I have the quotes here. Um, oh, lovely! You just don't really know what you're going to get from us. To be perfectly honest, the 39 year old said, <laughs> "We've got too many players who are happy to put it in for an hour, 70 minutes, but then probably fall off and happily let it go in the last 20 minutes." minutes oh you can have that when you're a team but when you're a team like us the minimum is giving everything you've got the ability you can forego a little bit and accept you might not have the quality of some players but you've got to put the effort in never mind mate see you later put that on your youtube channel (laughs) yeah there's something about uh, a player when they get to the twilight of the career when uh, they get into the post-match and they just do not give a shit well he was brilliant in that game to be fair, I mean, what yeah. was the XG, Oscar? 1.8. 1.8. So, yeah, put a penalty. Yeah, okay. Well, he was That's right. That's decent. Pulled off some pretty good you know. saves. I think that there would have been some, like, low XG goals in there, um, were mm. it not for him. And, and he's probably acquitted himself quite well, uh, considering he is pushing 40. I mean, Ian, you know what that's like, so... <laughs> Thanks, mate. If you can remember that far back. Watford gone. Uh, can we relegate Everton next week? <laughs> doesn't look like everything's going down um but in that relegation race we'll go to one of the other 10 o'clock games we have burnley one aston via three and mr simpson please cue the jingle oh they're better than they ought to be burnley of the week not super much of a Burnleying, but a Burnleying, and it has implications for the relegation race because this was three to one 
despite 1.7 to 1.8. Um, keeping Burnley in the relegation race decidedly, uh, level with Leeds on 34. They are 40% compared to Leeds' 50%, increasingly looking like a two-horse race, that one. Gentlemen, I didn't watch that. Obviously, I was watching Chelsea. And he takes on Via Burnley. Via surprisingly good this year. Up and down. It's the inconsistency in, in periods for a lot of yeah. teams in that area, isn't it, Ian? Yeah, exactly. I've quietly hoped that Gerard would do quite well because I preferred his career path to uh, Lampard's. But I've got to say, it's it's been up and down. And I do, I do wonder whether he's not been saved sometimes by Coutinho, but then... Last few games, Coutinho, or last probably two months, really, Coutinho's been fairly anonymous. What? You're crazy. Coutinho's been so good. Has he? Yes. The last few games? I mean, I mean, I haven't seen the games, but his numbers have been crazy good. Ian only looks at it from fantasy football, Oscar. Oh, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. That's, fair that's enough. a fair shout, actually. I probably do purely look at it from a fantasy football point of view, and there's been... No returns for weeks, so I'm not interested in him. Get rub- He's rubbish. Send him back. Yeah, there it is. Send him back. To Barcelona. You don't mean, like, deport him, do you, Brexit FC? Well, Barcelona is in Spain. Chuck, you know Barcelona's not in the UK, right? Yeah, but there's, like, you know, there's there's moving for work and there's forceful eviction, Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Fair I mean? That's true. Ian hasn't quite discovered that nuance yet, but... <laughs> I know I've been gone a few weeks, but I really just want to make it clear that although there are two Brits, right, one of us holds very different opinions to the other, okay? I'll leave yep. that there. And some of our American listeners yeah. did not realise there was two Brits for quite some time. Oh, that's fine. You, I, I've listened to podcasts with uh, American people where I, it takes me about oh, 100 episodes to, to differentiate. Excuse me? Oh, I've listened to multiple podcasts. Oh, I've got I, ears. I don't think... Is that a flex? I, I was going to say. Is that, I don't know. Ian, are you bragging about having listened to a podcast? 80% yeah. of his conversations are about fish. It probably is. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Does Milo have a podcast? I, mean, I, don't th- I don't think I've brought them up for weeks. And yet I get... I, I don't know what this is. I don't, now, <laughs> let me return to my original point by which... Philippe Coutinho getting deported. I do not think that all foreign players who don't score fantasy football points for me should get deported. It would be nice if you said it sometimes. I think there should be a hearing. (laughs) Jesus. Wow, it hasn't been the three of us in a while. I forgot how chaotic this is. Delightful. Oh, delightful. Um, Yeah, Gerard's a better manager than Lampard. Sure, Coutinho's really good though, Ian. You're crazy. I'm not saying he wasn't good. I'm just saying that I think in the same way that he must not be named with Man United, like has got them out of the shit a lot. I think I think Coutinho has got Gerard out of the shit a couple of times. And I think he's a brilliant player, but it doesn't look like he's going to stay at Villa. And I'm so I'm finding it hard to judge Gerard as a manager when I thought it I thought he'd be quite good or I, maybe I sort of secretly wanted him to be quite good and then do things a bit better than Gerard because I prefer his career path. Uh, do things a bit better than Lampard, sorry, because I prefer his career path. Mm. So ultimately, I'm saying I don't know. I mean, if you if you sort, but from the the table from November the 11th, which is when he came in, uh, so you know teams have played between 23 and 26 games, depending on the the thing there, um, and so they're ninth since he's come in. Um, you're sitting on about the same points as Wolves, West Ham, uh, Brentford, 
right and they kind of cover from the 30 to 34 newcastle getting 38 points in that time and being seventh um which is only three <sighs> three less than chelsea uh and manchester united uh which is interesting um there we go next season's going to be interesting it really is going to be interesting yes it is Mitro, we get Mitro back that's true we do that mid-season world cup is going to fuck everything completely though I'm already mad about it being in the middle of the season. Well, yeah, but it's, you know, I'm going to be that guy now and say it's the same for everyone else. And it's just, it, it's just is another it layer of... Is it though? Because no, Burnley yeah, no, isn't going to have any not. fucking no. players at the World Cup. Burnley's just going to get a month Burnley off. aren't going to be in the Premier League, so it don't matter. Fine, whatever. Some <laughs> other B team. See, I'm already confused. There's too many B teams. But they still get the breaks. They still get the breaks. I looked at this once. It doesn't actually, in terms of structure, it just means that there's slightly more... Because they're taking out at least one of the international breaks that would happen before that time, it's just going to be league. So in terms of fixture congestion, there isn't that much of a change. And obviously, you know, when you have international breaks for friendlies and qualifiers, these teams will be playing like at least three games probably in those times because they usually have one friendly and two qualifiers or vice versa. Whereas, you know, you then get to the World Cup and there's some teams that are only going to play three times in that entire period. Um, so, you know, I think it will probably balance out, but I do think it is just a bit weird that we are doing a Winter World Cup in a comp- in a country that, you know, has never qualified for a World Cup where a lot of people have died building the stadiums and, you know, there might be some sort of, you know, investigation to be done there as to why that happened. I don't know. Maybe the 30 people involved in it that have all been arrested on fraud allegations. I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying here, guys. You know, say, just all the corruption say, that's everywhere. Michelle Platini. I don't know. Blatter. Some, I don't know. Just name. These are just coming to me from the ether. I'm not really sure what 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 uh, is to be said there. Um, but World Cup. Yay. Uh, what game are we talking about? We're going oh, to move, move on. Aston Villa Burnley. Aston Villa Burnley. I'm just going to bring this up to laugh at it. Man United lost 4-0 to Brighton. Man United are now the eighth best team by the underlying numbers in the table for over the course of the season and have officially dropped into the negative expected goal difference per 90. Hot dog! Uh, they are very, very, very slightly negative 0.01 ahead of Brentford and Villa on negative 0.02 and negative 0.03. I mean, the, so. I suppose the only positive from the result the the wolves chelsea result in a weird way is that wolves can still and west ham can now still make sure that man united finish eighth like it oh, is possible good. come on w teams let's go <laughs> complete about term let's go for dubs uh west ham are three points behind them uh with a game in hand and uh west yeah. ham are the best ham yay <laughs> wolves are eight <laughs> points behind them with two games in hand so uh, wolves are the yeah. bulls. No, it doesn't work as well. Bulls. Um But let's go on to the big one, the fucking actually big one that we, everyone is like, you're 45 minutes into this podcast, you still haven't talked about this. What's wrong with you? We had Brentford Southampton. Oh. Yes. No. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I'm not talking the about The red and Brentford. white derby. I literally didn't notice it. Uh, <laughs> Liverpool 1, Tottenham 1, Liverpool 1.2 to Tottenham 1.1. So exactly a 1 1 on the underlying. Fucking phenomenal performance by Antonio Conte's Spurs, mm-hmm. who by the eye test, I think probably deserved the win. The, un- the numbers indicate 1-1 was pretty much exactly spot on. Um, wow. They shut down Liverpool. They did a really good job. Wow. Antonio- it's almost like Antonio Conte is a really good manager. I don't know. 
We know one guy who did not care for the performance. Oh, <laughs> he's Jesus Christ. What is he? He's just... Oh. Chuck, we haven't seen this cop for a while. Uh, yeah, that's true. Because he's been doing You'll well. see him again on Saturday. Yeah, you will. When, <laughs> when things start going a bit uh, against him, it'll get a bit spiky. Um, Liverpool have only generated uh, less XG than this in two games this year. And both of those were against City. Um, this is therefore their third uh, worst performance, I guess. Their fourth worst performance was against the, uh, Tottenham in the other fixture. Like, it's just, if you find a way to nullify it, like, I get what Klopp's saying in, in, in some ways, because he's like, I don't coach that type of football, I play my way, and that's fine, mate. You can absolutely play that way. But then... Conte can then be pragmatic with it and say, "Well, okay, I'm 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 not gonna just go at you in the same way because you know we get if we get into a slog match, you'll probably come out on top. So I've you know I'm going to adapt my style and as Klopp said in the first fixture, send it long and put Kane and Son on their bikes, which just wasn't the case at all. They were working really well, counter pressing. Um, they had a, still had a pretty decent chunk of the, the possession, and I think it's big sour grapes uh, against." A Tottenham team that, albeit they've had a, a few ropey fixtures fairly recently, are really fun and really exciting to watch. And yeah, just suck it, mate. Just deal with it. Absolutely fucking delightful to hear him crying <laughs> after the match. Absolutely <laughs> fucking delightful. Uh, I cannot think of a better birthday present than this fucking result. Seeing both <laughs> Liverpool and Spurs drop points to fall ent- almost entirely out of the two races that they were in. What a fucking delight. I don't even care about the Chelsea result. I care about Liverpool 14%. Oh, that's nice. Ah, nom, 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 nom. And Tottenham 24%. <laughs> Presumably, Arsenal being less than City is because they play Tottenham still, so they're more likely to drop points than City, who are not going to drop any points. Um, but yeah, take either of those races. I don't know. I'm just happy they both suck. Those are the two teams I hate the most. So what if, what if Arsenal finish above Chelsea? I'm fine. We got top four. I mean, I'll be annoyed. We've been clearly better than them all season. We just fuck it up at the end. Like, that would be stupid. But like, it's fine. We got top four. Yeah. I mean, it would just be funny if you came fourth in a three-horse race. Um, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> fourth in a three-horse race. Well, Tottenham did it. Tottenham did it, didn't they? The, the year Leicester won the league, it was a two-horse race and they finished third. Yeah, they <laughs> somehow managed it. Yeah. Like Arsenal, again, they're just always there, lurking. Weird. Uh, what game were we talking about? Liverpool-Tottenham, yeah. Um, happy birthday, Oscar, for, Thank you. for the day that that was. But no, I, I think it's it's pretty good indication of where Spurs are. The fact that one of the first things you can say there is, is legitimacy legitimately that Spurs could have done more and and could have won that game. And and it's, you know, even the the, the Liverpool goal was quite a big deflection, wasn't it? From Mm -hmm. uh, Luis Diaz. So that's, and that's not to say that they aren't a quality outfit and they probably had other chances that they completely missed that they deserved, but that's, that's a big, statement of turnaround of this team that was absolutely awful to watch and and was still relying on Deli Alley and and stuff who were just kind of over. Uh, Jeff will probably get angry about that. I don't know. I just say it to trigger him sometimes. But uh, Spurs, <laughs> Spurs, I think, are really are, are going to be really interesting for next year because obviously they've got Kulazewski yeah. and Romero. They're still currently on loan as far as I'm aware. Um, they've still got uh, Ndombele, Lo Celso, 
Brian Hill, who are all relatively recent signings that are all out on loan and to come back. And so I think they're an interesting proposition for what happens, um, like you said, Oscar, as an Antonio Conte team, because he hasn't had a summer with them yet. He has He's only had a January transfer window um, during which he made some some massive impact, impactful signings. Um, and so if they get a few more of his, of his type of player and they get a full summer together, that that's going to be really interesting yeah. for, for for Tottenham and, and them going forward. And I believe I could be mistaken, but I believe that Antonio Conte has never not won the title in his second season well, in, he's not in all, well, that, in well, all that, leagues. Uh, I'm not that, saying he's going to win the title. Don't get me wrong. Not. No, not at all. But that does bode well for Spurs, who have already been by the underlying numbers the fourth best team in England this year. Like they're better than Arsenal over the course of the season by expected goal difference. Like not by a lot. And and but, and since Con- since Conte came in, have they been better than Chelsea? Oh, I don't have those stats. What do you know? What date he took over? I think it was November at some point, but second of November, pretty much level. Arsenal have been better over that time period. Ugh, Chelsea have been fourth. I mean, yeah, it's it's fairly even though between those three, isn't it? That you know, Arsenal. I mean, you look at expected on that time. It's it's forty six point seven, forty seven point four, and forty eight. Um, with 42, 47, 49 points, you know, it's, it's fairly clean. You'd have never them. said that at the start of the season, would you? No. You'd have never said, you know, Chelsea were going to be title challengers this season, and, and it's, it's it's not, we, obviously, we know it's not gone that way, but I, do, I, I think the drop off is not just an on the beach drop off for Chelsea. No, it's, no, it's, I mean, over the course of the whole season, you have Chilwell and James more than anything are like the yes. two notable long term injuries that fucked our season. In such important positions as well. Yeah, yeah I mean, show me Liverpool without Andy Robertson and exactly. fucking yeah. the right back Trent over the course of an entire season. And Tottenham struggling did did coincide with uh, often regular on having problems. Um, in in that similar position, so yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, we saw Liverpool with those kind of injuries last year, and they were seventeen points off Man City and behind Man United yeah. in third. You know, that, yeah. we 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 saw that Liverpool. So I think you're exactly right. You take away uh, in injuries to players in key positions for Chelsea, who under Tuchel had just developed that style of the wing backs and effectively playing the balls across to each other or having the other one attacking the back of the box whilst the other one is also striking forward that that's then a key disruptor as well in a season of other things actually that is speaking of uh chelsea just to bring them back up a lot apparently alonso like stormed off at halftime and got into it with tuchel and now might not play at all for the rest of the season so like who the fuck are we running out at left back in the fa cup final i'll have a go (laughs) saul here we go go. now put aspie out there i guess but, ugh. Oh, maybe, mm. yeah. Or Pulisic. Just go nuts. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Bad times for Liverpool also in this one. We've kind of covered a lot of the spurs of it. Why don't we talk a little bit about Liverpool and their failed title run, the race that was never on, that was on, that <laughs> was not on. Declaring it. Decla- well, it was on. That's nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had to take so much shit from you for saying when it was like 70% uh, Man City back many matches ago, or I don't I don't know what how high it got exactly before it closed again. And uh, it, But it did close, you know. Now, admittedly, this looks a bit rougher because Spurs, I think, was always the game that Liverpool fans were worried about. Uh, with good reason, because Conte's a very, very good manager. You know, you've, you're. I don't think there's anyone better than him underneath the Klopp and Pep thing. You know, I think he's definitely the third, third best manager in the league, and maybe, maybe better. I don't know. Uh, but no, but whatever. <laughs> like, uh, you're saying no cool. to mate. 
Tuchel's made every cup final in a year, and like we won the Champions League six months after he took over. We had the best defense and in the since, world. And since Conte's come in, Tottenham have been... 15 clean sheets for Chelsea in the last 39 games. All right. Three of them were against Palace. Carry on, carry on. So it's weird for a for a guy who likes numbers so much. He doesn't. I don't doesn't concede like the point. But he we picks and chooses. That's why, the, that's why the stats community is ostracised him because he picks and chooses. That is not <laughs> even a little bit true. For the record, we have been above them on underlying numbers in that time frame. So fuck you guys. I'm not talking about actualized results. I'm talking about performances, aka underlying numbers. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But let's move on. Sorry, Antonio Conte is one of the best managers. <laughs> It's After like Pep when you Clark. stroke a cat backwards. Like, that's <laughs> oh, what they fucking hate like it. It is still, it is still the the just the 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 new normal that is uh, becoming about at the top of the Premier League table. That that kind of it, it, it's almost on a par with like Lionel Messi. That like you know Messi has a season where he scores the thirty five league goals, for example, and no one bats an eyelid because that's just what he does mm. now Liverpool Liverpool are probably going to win their remaining three games let's say um, they'll finish on 92 points that's still like <laughs> nuts there's, there's what like four or five C's, six six teams that have done that as Premier League winners um, five of them have probably been in the last five years one of yeah. which was Liverpool you know it's this bizarre new normal where to have to get 199 98 points that we haven't seen since uh chelsea in like 2004 2005 uh, and uh the, the, when you won under conte as well that was still like a 93 94 and then yeah. you go back to like man united with 91 you know chelsea won with plus 90 again these these are epic title winning numbers in 17 Premier League seasons you know and it, and it's just it's so bizarre that we see this and, and it is you know such an exciting and, and fun brand of football and, and they are regenerating that team and, and bringing in new players all, all the time and around it that, that Klopp is doing quite well you know Luis Diaz Diogo Jota uh, Canate to name a few Trent Alexander-Arnold is still yeah. what like 23? He's very 24? young 24? Yeah it's, it's uh, Robertson's like two years older than that. It's obscene to think of how we think of those two players, for example. And in, in a similar way, you know, as the, like Oscar said about Chilwell and James, like they've just still got so, so far to go that it's going to mm. be interesting now if they, you know, Liverpool clearly need to do kind of something in the centre of the park, whether they lose one of Mane, Salah, both, who knows what's going to happen there, but... You know that's that's going to be interesting as they refresh themselves because, well, Man City have said today that a couple of hours before we started recording that Erling Haaland is done, had his medical, and uh, they've yeah. in in this weird backwards transfer they've they've done things they they haven't agreed the fee yet, um, but it's all going to be uh, announced this week. Sixty seven million fee and like De Bruyne wages, so like three hundred and seventy-five thousand yeah. a week. Apparently, haven't had to break their wage structure for it either, which is no. Impressive. But I mean, they're putting them on. That's because their wage structure is three hundred and seventy-five thousand a week. Such that it is, yeah. <laughs> like, such yeah, that it is. structure yeah. would wipe out <laughs> national debt. Here's a hot take for you, gentlemen, to react to. I think this is actually the best Liverpool team of the Klopp era. It's the most complete. I think that. Yeah, Having Jota yeah. and Diaz in there to kind of bolster what Firmino does and have different options. 
Um, I think Trent is a little more developed than he ever had been in the earlier years just by nat- nature of age and his curve. I think Van Dyke is playing at his most Van Dyke-y. Um, the central midfield is their weakness compared to other leagues, but I, other seasons yeah. rather. Um, but I would say that this, like, if you put this Liverpool team against all those other Liverpool teams, this is the one that would win, I think. Would you say that the centre midfield point is more that it's become the weakness because the rest has become stronger as yeah, opposed to I would say that's fair. Yeah, 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 I'm not trying to say they have a bad centre midfield. They just it just isn't to the like best in the world level that they are everywhere else. Yeah, because you've got players like because Fabinho's been been fantastic in that role. Henderson obviously serves his purpose, and Milner comes in left, right, and centre everywhere. But you've actually seen, even though they still get injury issues, players like Thiago and Naby Keita actually getting mm-hmm. time in that team, and you're seeing what they're doing and. Yeah. popping up with those key moments and and Cater especially scoring some uh, wonderful goals that when you have those isolated individual moments of brilliance that can supplement the, the times when things aren't necessarily going right when you are used to just steamrolling teams and, and, and that kind of thing that really adds to it but I'd agree that I think centre midfield um, is probably somewhere that they need to, to look at for next season and, and see what they're going to kind of do um, because they they need to improve there because it's the easiest easiest fix. This is the best by underlying numbers. Also, their expected goal difference per ninety compared to all the other seasons, including their title winning season, has never been this strong. I mean, they've been blowing teams away in individual yeah. fixtures. That's kind of yeah, why. Yeah. Um, well, it's the expectation though. Like it's not the not just the regular goal difference, the expected goal difference. So like they are creating those chances too. It's not like luck of the draw or anything. Significantly better than the one that won the title. Actually, wow. They could both feasibly finish with over 100 goals scored they're only 11 and 13 off with three games left like that's and they're not scoring four or five at a time these days yeah scary man well, this is liverpool and man city if you take cumulative points over like the last three seasons there's only like three points between them it's it's absolutely insane the the levels we're talking about and man city managed to bounce back from a disappointing champions league exit with an emphatic win that puts him massively in the driving seat now, you know? It's, yeah, it's just the 5 nil. The levels are just crazy. Just the 5 to remind everyone who the real oil team is in the league. <laughs> <laughs> For now, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't feel like we need to cover that when we mentioned it, but I'll throw out the scoreline. Manchester City 5, Newcastle and United 0, 3.1 to 0.9 on XG. So a dicking as you expect these days from City, who continue to just be the best team in the world. At no point in that time has Liverpool been better than them, for the record. Liverpool has been the best, second best team in the history of ever. I don't think they've ever been better than City, including the year when they won the title. Their numbers were significantly worse, um, other than the points number, which is the one I guess that matters at the end of the year. Well, for some people, but, uh, yeah. For some people. Not for, for this some. people. but Not for that people. Um, <laughs> so, City, the title. Done? City, the title. Um, who have City got left to play? West Ham probably win. Then they've got... Oh, they've got Wolves. Shit, I miss Wolves. Wolves, West Ham. <laughs> Getting those W teams confused. Look at you. Yeah, well, it's easily done, isn't it? Um, Liverpool also obviously have Aston Villa. So Gerard's going to throw that one. And literally, he's going to be running on the pitch and slide tackling players himself uh, against City in game week 38 if he can do anything to actually win Liverpool that title. Then he slips and scores an own goal. Yeah, oh, that would be so. <laughs> that would be peak Stevie G. Um, but yeah, it's Villa, Villa, Southampton, Wolves for for Liverpool, and um, Wolves, West Ham, and Villa for C. So very similar fixtures could easily run out some some mega score lines. Um, oh, speaking of mega score lines and five nils, uh, 
Peterborough, Posh Island, Posh Island. <laughs> Five five nil win on the last day of the season. Are you taking the piss? Are you taking the absolute piss, mate? We beat Blackpool five nil when it means nothing. That's a West Brom and United last day of the season shenanigans. (laughs) Isn't it just fuck me? Unbelievable. Yeah, great great way to uh, great swan song for uh, Championship football. Mm. Yeah. Oh dear! Actually, very quickly, we should probably mention so like the the seasons apart from the playoffs have, have obviously finished in the other uh, in the lower leagues. Um, yeah, Bournemouth is coming up back. Yeah, Bournemouth yeah. back. Uh, Fulham are back. Nottingham Forest have got Sheffield United in the uh, semi final of the playoff. Uh, MK Dons have already uh, lost their semi final, which means they haven't. They've had about five six semi finals in the last ten years and lost all Ian, of we're them. Losing, Ian, we're losing. Ian, we're losing Oscar. Ian, losing Oscar. Oh, no, 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 no. I hate MK Dons. This one I know. I'm supposed to hate oh. them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're yeah, there you to. go. So well, I'm happy. Oscar, Oscar must enjoy the Bristol Rovers story, though. Massively. It was Bristol? my favorite story of the week, clearly. Okay, Obviously, you, I know you what will you're enjoy about. it. You yeah. will enjoy it, is what I'm saying. So they, they went into the last game needing a five-goal swing to, uh, to, to get promoted. Um, and Northampton went two goals up so it was a, it, they needed a seven goal swing they won seven nil and no went up. fucking way that's <laughs> actually really cool yeah and uh Scunthorpe yeah Scunthorpe were already relegated were basically playing 17 year olds so Northampton have probably got a fair shout of going what the fuck are you doing because that is not on but um yeah Northampton are now in the playoffs we were Peterborough's old rivals I'm very happy about that Bristol Rovers went up so when the seventh goal went in pitch invasions the referee threatened to abandon the game so you had um Joey Barton who's their fucking manager and and the uh, owner of uh, Bristol Rovers getting on the mic going, go back to your seats. They're going to abandon the game. This is all, we're going to lose it. <laughs> oh <my laughs> so all the fans had to go back, you know, had to go back to their seats because the Jimmy. referee was genuinely, genuinely, <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, Mr. Martin, sorry. Um, were, were, the referee was threatening to just call it off. <laughs> now, are those so, in- appropriately enthusiastic or overly enthusiastic? We know how you feel about like, you know, walks yeah, of, Ian, you know, uh, any kind of celebrations really of any if kind. That had been Peterborough, I would have struggled not to have run onto the pitch for a seventh goal. But then, yeah, well, if yeah, Joey Barton struggled to run, well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even get there. There'd be some overweight steward who just managed to stop me just by putting his hand out. Um, but then, if Joey Barton was threatening to stub a cigar out in my eye, I'd probably just pop back to my seat. I reckon yeah, probably. Uh, quite I just quickly. dream of the um, day when Northampton, Southampton, and West Ham are all in the same league, and then we need an East ham. team. Is there an East team? East. East Hampton, East Ham. Can only think of East Fife, and that's in Scotland. That's the only one I can think of. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, that's. Well, we mm. need to start an East Dulwich. That's a train station. Um, West Dulwich. I don't know. Um, well, we blew we blew past Championship playoffs as well, so we've got Huddersfield and Luton as well. So we don't want Huddersfield. We don't want Sheffield United. We do want Nottingham Forest. Uh, Mark Daffin. Don't we, we like Sheffield you. United? No, they're the bad Sheffield. Well, it's just that they've been... I, I want a different team. <laughs> I want a different team. We oh, need, okay, if okay. we get in Fulham and Bournemouth back again, and then next season we'll inevitably get yeah. Watford and West Brom or fucking something. Or, no, or I can't have a league that's half W's and yeah, B's. Exactly, I can't. Exactly. I'm just going to have to quit. <laughs> like, exactly. So you want Forrest or Luton, don't you? Yes, clearly? I do. Well, yeah. I know, uh, Forrest is one of our friends too. So like, yeah. I don't yeah. know who. Someone I know likes Forrest. Mark one of our Daffin. Patreons. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mark. 
Um, oh, I look that I, that I know that I'm supposed to care about Forrest is like such a plus to begin with. Okay, so oh, I'm sure he takes it as a massive win. There you go. Yeah, in a way. Anyway, I I, did, I derailed the Man City Newcastle chat. Uh, Newcastle had I don't know what zero possession probably. Yeah, um, I don't think we need to talk about this other than to be like City really. title winners. Yay! Newcastle had guilt edged chances very early on and didn't succeed with them. They could have been. I think they could have had two before City scored the first. But you know, Ooh, that's, that would have been an interesting narrative, wouldn't it? That, that sure would have been, would have been, you been you know, an interesting game. Yeah, too. when it finished five two. Yeah, it would have <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Would no have made well, a distant difference. Newcastle have a real problem because uh, they've done very well, as, as you've mentioned, on underline and in real life uh, mm-hmm. since since Eddie Howe's come in. But they've they've got a real problem against the the big six. They get. I think they've got one point off of the big six since since yeah. he came in, it's, or, it's, or something ridiculous like that. It's, it's like the those those games are like they're the cherry on top if you win. You know, it's they are. But I mean, if they if they've got aspirations, they've got to figure it out. Yeah, they have aspirations. It's going to take more than half a season to get to those aspirations, man. Yeah. Like it'd be like five and, years. And it's going to take compete. more than Eddie Howe as your manager for those fucking aspirations. But like 100%. you look at you look at Arsenal, and and we joked about them um, about how they you know they didn't. Beat, they weren't beating the top three teams, but then they were fourth. So like, it doesn't matter. So like, if you yeah, don't beat the top yeah. six teams, but you beat everyone else, then you're seventh. And so for Newcastle to then consistently finish seventh, um, that's that's kind of a big thing. And I think part of what we were saying earlier about next season being really interesting, and I forgot about until uh, I was watching something the other day, is that with this summer coming in and teams looking to strengthen and you've got people like Newcastle that are obviously going to have a load of money. Tottenham are probably going to spend some. Aston Villa seemingly just have infinite funds that that appear all of a sudden. (laughs) Championships teams coming up. But we have the five five sub rule coming. So like that's going to be really interesting to see how that affects teams with tactics because you can you can change half your outfield you can completely change systems and, and all that kind of thing and and yeah. preserve players in different ways so will it then become because I, I I think there's a lot of teams that they can they can have like a strong eleven let's say and then there's a bit of a drop off for subs some that at the minute can can do their subs and and not suffer a drop off in 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 level i'd say obviously at the very top you've got your man cities your liverpools chelsea to an extent at that seeming level and then at the kind of the mid table level teams like aston villa have built really big squads that that there isn't too much of a drop off you know if they play watkins or if they play ings for example or if they yeah. play coutinho or buendia you know there's there's a real high high level of quality there of just how that's then going to be interesting as as another factor next year as to whether we see teams buying a higher volume of players as well to improve squad depth and, and play. Yeah, it is going to be interesting next season. And, and you're, also what Oscar said is right about it is going to take time in Newcastle. I mean, I know there's, we know there's jiggery pokery ways around this. but <laughs> Jiggery pokery. I knew it like that. <laughs> but with... Um, Financial fair play as it stands and uh, Newcastle's revenue and turnover as it stands, they are only in a place at the minute where they can spend 70, 80 million quid a year. Yeah, but then they haven't announced their new uh, stadium sponsor, (laughs) the Stadium Investment Fund. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Well, no, the problem is City have already closed that door, so, you know, they'll need to find another way. There's plenty of jiggery pokery that can be done. This is a oh, fact. That was lovely. That sounded lovely coming out of your mouth. There it is. 
Oh, um, I guess we should. Sorry, Ian, I, I feel like I cut you off just to laugh at Jiggery Pokery. You were making a larger point <laughs> no, there. No, no, no. My point was just that you're, you are right that Newcastle aren't necessarily going to be able to do it incredibly quickly, you know, so so maybe I'm being harsh on them with the they've got to take points off the off off the bigger teams before they're gonna get anywhere. But Yeah, they're in the they're in the Craig Bellamy phase of Man City, not in the Sergio Aguero phase of Man <laughs> yeah. City. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. They're still managed by Mark Hughes. Yeah, exactly. Um but I do love to be told that I was right, so keep that up. Mark Mark Hughes is at Bradford, I believe. Arsenal 2, Leeds 1, Arsenal 2.9 to Leeds 0.5. I told you it was chaotic with all three of us. I don't know if practice raining us in. Um, Arsenal top four? Yes? Question mark? Tricky. Tricky. I mean, they're in the same position as like Liverpool City when that game happened, you know? There's four points. Can they bring it back to one point? And then, you know, you just got shoot out to the end of the season. There's not been a away winner of the North London derby in eight years. Tottenham are the better team. Tottenham are the better team, so narrative. It's you know it, it could all be split wide open again. Tottenham then have Burnley and Norwich, but Arsenal have Newcastle then Everton. That's pretty easy too. And Everton now that they're only down to like ten percent or whatever are not like going to be t- tuned out, but the pressure is less. It could all be done by then. Couldn't that it, is the relegation thing. Leeds went full Harry Carey in this game and just uh, oh my what's his goodness, name? Luke Ayling decided to try and two foot Martinelli by the corner flag. Captain, Captain, Captain. Luke Ayling, three feet if he had him, he would have used. He, he, <laughs> yeah, he would have. Like absolutely insane. Lost his senses. Completely knew what had happened. knew He got booked and then knew it was going to change. Rafinha deciding to constantly argue to the point where he's nearly it? getting a second yellow card straight away there as well from the same instant. Like utter madness where half the team had to like pull him away from the referee because he's just screaming at him while he's doing his bar thing. They could see what was coming. Yeah, Jesus Christ. It was that was insane. Yeah, what, what, I, I don't, I don't know what uh, Marsh would have said to him. After that, because that was entirely of their own making. hundred percent. That was that was evident as in the Arsenal were, were fucking hanging on towards the end of this game, which is utterly bizarre when yeah. you're talking about a, a, a Leeds team where they are with ten men for the vast majority of the game, and somehow Arsenal managed to make a massive fucking meal out of it. Mm. I, that that's a worry going into the North London derby. But that said, they did hold on, right? Like. They, they may did. have made a meal of it, but like they they didn't do full Arsenal by losing it. True, that is true. Maybe other seasons they would have, but yeah, Leeds screwing the pooch here. It seems like yeah. I mean, fucking hell. They were getting the results they needed against the teams that they could get results against. You know, the last two games losing against City and Arsenal, but they lost. Mm. You know, we've we've said all season they've been ruined by injuries, and now Dallas is. Um, is injured and out for the season. Luke Ayling yeah. does that. He's going to miss probably the whole season now, I guess. It's three games. Um, and I, was, I, was, I can't remember. It was something else I was listening to. He said, you know, he might not play in the Premier League again now. Look at this, Chuck, bragging about listening to stuff again. We can't get, we got to <laughs> rein him in. It's out of control. Oh, I've got ears and they work. <laughs> oh, I listen to things. Oh. Maybe if you guys listen to some podcasts, you might realise what was fucking listenable. Oh, wow. Says you, Mr. Fucking <laughs> Shit Jingles. <laughs> Mr. Slides the track wrong. <laughs> oh, hey, man, I miss on. this. We're so dumb, but I miss this so much. Like, it's so good having the three of us on. Well, it's this nice. is it. Uh, um, Everton won. Yeah. Also, that is another thing that happened. 
Yeah, Leicester can fuck off, man. Leicester had their day in the sun. I'm full Oscar. I'm full team Oscar now. I I tried Yay! to. Um... Yes, he's <laughs> oh, got over. They got, got a title. Over. They got an FA Cup now. Yeah, fuck but off. It, was, it was being fair at the time. Like they were doing well. They were overperforming and bloody bloody blood. Yes, they shouldn't have been there. Now they can just kind of. Casper Schmeichel can carry on screaming at everyone for everything. You know, we take the piss out of Jordan Pickford. He's he screams. He screams when he makes a save. Casper Schmeichel screams when he doesn't make a save and concedes a goal. That's just what happens. They yeah. Weird. That'll be an interesting season for them next year because obviously they just got knocked out of the Conference League by Roma. Jose Mourinho's Roma have to use their full title. Um, <laughs> and West Tammy, Ham, Tammy Abraham. Tammy Abraham, yeah. He's having a bloody lovely time out there. He needs mm, to come home. He will not. Um, no, and he won't. West Ham pushing for, for, the, for a similar kind of thing at the moment of, of getting into, into Europa League. Um, they were knocked out by Frankfurt. Um, so some fairly decent late tournament showings from all of the English teams across all of those but yeah it just feels yeah. like Off Leicester is, yeah and they, they have clappers they have clappers and there was something they did when they were horrible to a load of people and they weren't like a family club and I can't remember what it is now and I'm just I'm, I've, I've went right off them <laughs> right off them <laughs> <'em>. I mean <laughs> for all the everything of everything Leicester have one more win than Everton this season that's uh, bizarre. They're eleven wins on the season. Everton are on ten wins on the season. Like it's not. Palace are also yeah. on ten wins. So, you know. well, you know, we don't talk, we don't talk about we pick and choose the numbers, Chuck. We just said as this. many we as pick and choose fourteen the draws. As many as fourteen. But the vibes so, are there. Yeah. Le- Leicester got booed off uh, full time. Wow. There's players going out of contract that might really changed changed the face of their team Vardy's You've gone got, teetotal uh, Vardy <laughs> he stopped drinking Skittles and, vodka and WKD between every match you know Wagatha Christie's going up in court this week it's all there's a lot going on and uh, I I think Leicester might go the bad way I'm I'm not uh, not too confident well, I mean, about it, Leicester it, next it makes season. sense if we're if we're saying teams like Villa, Newcastle, um, mm. Southampton need to sort themselves out. Fucking hell, they'll be they really do. Next yeah, they, if you look at yeah. Wolves, you look at Brighton, you look at West Ham, Palace, like they're all on bigger upward trajectories. I mean, even Brentford this season, you know, we didn't really mention the game, but it's phenomenal. They're on yeah. 43 points and a lot of us didn't think they'd be doing that well. Thought maybe, you know, it could still be a Sheffield United thing. They have one good season and who knows? Um, or a Leeds there's, thing, there's, yeah. There's talk, yeah, or there, there's talk of Christian Eriksen uh, going to Spurs um, because obviously he's been to Spurs before and he's, he says one of his best playing times as well was under Conte at, at, at Inter. Um, mm. So you never that that could affect them a bit, but that's that's huge. And there's, you know, a lot of the teams at the bottom need to need to up their games. Um, Burnley are managed by Michael Jackson now. What ha- what happened there? Didn't, <laughs> didn't think he was around. Sean Dyche. I keep forgetting it's not Sean Dyche's Burnley anymore. So you know, I just don't know what to think. But yeah, we're probably going to lose Leeds, aren't we? I mean, they would deserve to go down. They're the third worst team by underlying. Like, it, this might be the first time XG goes three for three in a while, actually, mm. <laughs> on the relegation, because it's Norwich, Watford, and Leeds. That would be delightful. And would it be the top as well? Same? Uh, by XG, it would be City, Liverpool, Chelsea, then Spurs. So Spurs would have to finish above Arsenal okay. for the top four to be XG. 
Uh, not yeah, so not unbelievable. That would be that no, would it's be possible. It's in play. Stats, but, but well, how how do you feel? Because obviously your feelings about Burnley getting relegated have have been um, you know they've been put out there. They're in the public domain. Um, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, is if it's now not Sean Dyche's Burnley and they play differently, does your opinion change? No, I still want them gone, but I'll take leads. I'll I'll take the clean sweep for XG over Burnley if we can get Burnley going down next season. That's a that's at a least, bargain I'm willing to make with okay, the universe. Because right, okay. <laughs> that's the problem that like Leeds Leeds actually were fun for a while and trying. That is <laughs> true. Then they, went, then they went too far and just fucking two footed. What a dickhead! What I don't know. Dickhead. Three for three on the XG though would be pretty nice. Yeah, Leeds fifty percent, Burnley forty percent, Everton ten percent. So, and that's fair yeah. because that is exactly how they've been in the underlying numbers. That's also probably part of why the numbers say that, um, you know. But Burnley Thanks. have, like, Wolves have been worse than Burnley, for example. Wolves are shit. Yes. Okay. Leicester have been the worse team, than Everton, not the animal. for example. Leicester are worse than Everton by the underlying numbers. Like, the, ta- the bottom of the table gets weird after 18th. Uh, we're still in the middle of a game week. There were other games. There are more games tomorrow. Uh, Villa, Liverpool, Leeds, Chelsea, Leicester, Norwich, Watford, Everton, Wolf City, Spurs, Arsenal. That's on Thursday, and then uh, FA Cup finals on Saturday. I think in the middle of the season. That's weird. Um, we haven't had that. Haven't had that as far as I can remember. Um, and then obviously big old bumper fixtures. Uh, game week thirty-seven. Um, you know, it's been a pleasure recording again, but it's been a while since it's all three of us. And I think Ian's Ian's finger was hovering over the uh, the leaving button. But but gentlemen, should we quiz? Oh, oh what? yeah! <laughs> I love a quiz. I love a quiz. Quiz. We'll quiz, do quiz. the quiz. Yeah. Because we need joy. Need it back. Can't remember the scores. What was it? Uh, <laughs> I'm I down by two. Here... I'm down by two. I don't know what the numbers were, but I'm down by two. So I need at Perfect. least two more of these, Chuck, please. I have I have ten eight. Um I all quizzes from now on will be worth five points. Good. <laughs> um, Fair. So this quiz, uh, you'll need to write down. It is 10 questions. Play along at home, guys. Play along at home. Uh, and it's kind of born from a uh, offhand conversation uh, I had on, on holiday um, with patron Alex Sampson about the bad descriptions uh, with the, the club crests. That was hilarious. Convers- <laughs> oh, that's good. And a conversation Gina and I were having today whilst we were looking at various sports. And so we kind of between us came up with well i say there were three word descriptions one of them's five uh three word descriptions that are bad for various sports uh now they could be sports in their own right they could be for example olympic events or they could be i googled uh funny sports and uh did Love what it. come up are any of them fictional sports quidditch is not involved okay well muggle quidditch is a real sport but anyway just fuck off. I played at the World Cup. Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's fine. It's basically rugby with dodgeball at the same time. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. And your mum gave you a cuddle and said you're a special little boy afterwards. Uh, yes. Right. So as long as you've got a paper and pen, um, here we go. So three three word descriptions of sports apart from the one that isn't. Question one. Rugby, but foreign. <laughs> but is counted as a word. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, we can check a dictionary if you want, Ian. No, no, no. It's, it's confirmed. Did you think it was going to be like uh, passionate management phrases? 
Yeah. Did you think that, it was going yeah. to be that? Passion, aggression. <laughs> yeah, that's temperature. exactly what <laughs> Oh, I know that one. That's soccer. <laughs> Correct. Uh, number two, question two or B, depending on the labelling system. Funny little tennis. <laughs> funny little tennis. What are they playing there? It, looks like, it just looks like funny little tennis. Number three, tall sexy men. I'm tall go sexy that. men. Number four, human hamster ball. Human, human hamster ball. ball. Human hamster ball. This is he, a sport. Well, I, I like I said, I might have. Googled he did. He did caveat that weird things. Fair there enough. might be uh, Olympic events. There might be. I mean, we the, the beginning <laughs> is a lot more coherent than the end. Shall we say? I'm sort of hoping some of them might be things you do on a stag do. Uh, but anyway, go on. Uh, anyway, number five. Uh, this is the one that isn't three words. Men get out of housework. <laughs> what? That's not cryptic. Men get out of housework, or men getting out of housework. Uh, number six. Pub game in it. Oh. Pub game in it. Number seven. Big stick thing. Big stick thing. Number eight. <laughs> Uh, a lot of these descriptions will just make sense afterwards. Number eight, <laughs> Mrs. Trunkenball. Mrs. What? Mrs. Trunkenball. Trunkenball. I took Trunkenball as two words. What is Trunken? Exactly, Mrs. Trunkenball. <laughs> okay. Might be done for comedic effect. Eight is one that you either get or you won't. That's the quiz. Uh, number nine. Isn't that Canadian? Number nine. Isn't that Canadian? I think I'm doing okay on this, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to go zero for ten watch. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and number ten. Uh, that Jamaican film. All right. I got at least one, I hope. I've got a few blanks, but anyway. Yeah, let's go. Okie dokie. Right. Tick them off as you go. Rugby but foreign is, of course, American football. Damn it. Oh. I went for Aussie rules. I nearly went hand egg, but I thought, no, I'm not slipping uh, you that easy that one in. I wrote N for NFL and then I crossed it out for Aussie rules. So annoyed. Uh, never I, I never put mind. Gaelic football because of my handwriting. I, I read it garlic football and I didn't remember what that was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there we go. I'd love to eat some garlic mm. football. Kicking a bulb. Uh, funny little tennis. I've seen Oscar's answers already. Badminton. It is badminton. Funny little tennis. <sighs> Yay, I had ping tennis. pong and then I crossed it out. Uh, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, I'd get you, yeah. Uh, tall, sexy men is basketball. I said basketball, yeah. then swimming, then back to basketball. Oscar, Oscar, I believe you. It's fine. I got beach volleyball. Mm, yeah. Not a bad pick. Those guys mm. are very sexy. And those bathing suits are very small. That's why I was thinking swimming also. I was like, oh, yeah, those, yeah. those swimming boys. Gun. Uh, human hamster ball is zorbing. Zorbing. Yeah, zorbing. Oh, I said unicycle riding. Yeah, exactly like a hamster. Well done. <laughs> I don't. What the, um, I couldn't think of anything. It was the only thing I thought of with like one wheel. I don't know. Uh, don't worry about number it. five. Men get out of housework is extreme ironing. <laughs> no, is, is that a thing? I mean, I guess it's it a thing. is a thing. Yeah. Look it I up. said they golf. iron like on cliffs and in. I don't know. Men getting out of housework. Yeah. What'd you say on this one, Ian? I'm curious. I'd, I'd a blank on that one, and there's a couple more. I've got blanks. I went on. with golf, but 
ironing makes more sense. <laughs> That's good, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, pub game, in it, darts. Darts, darts, uh, darts. darts. Oh, fucking hell, I'd snooker. Oh, uh, never mind. Uh, big stick thing, cricket, obviously. Oh. Uh, cricket. I said billiards, and I was on the fence about saying the cross, but I don't know if that's a thing in Europe, really. Yeah. It's a right. thing. Pole vault. Pole vault. That's yeah, a good that's one. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's a good um, one. <laughs> now, Mrs. Chunkenball. Now, <laughs> the reference that um, they were going for is Miss Trunchbull, uh, because in the film Matilda, she picks up a child and spins her around like the hammer throw. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's next level clue in. <laughs> Ian, did you say anything here? Did you take a guess? No, I had a blank. No. Fair enough. I had a blank. Hammer throw. Uh, isn't that Canadian? Ice hockey. Right. I should Yeah, okay. Did I yeah, have to specify I ice? I just say hockey. Yes. You had to say ice hockey. Of course you fucking did. They're different. <laughs> for goodness sake. They don't have fields in Canada. I don't know. I'm guessing. Snow in it. <laughs> sure. Moose. Uh, and that Jamaican film, obviously, called Runnings, the best Disney film of all time. Uh, and it's Bobsled. Bobsled. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fine. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, Ian, yep. you got three? Uh, two. It's oh. to you. Hey. New oh. York. Hey. New York. Title race on, boys. Yeah. I'm, ba- I'm down by one with two weeks to go. <laughs> no, title race isn't on. This is just a dead cat bounce. But that means you're Liverpool and I'm City, so... Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, this is Chuck, true. I hope you have a tiebreaker if we end up tied for the season. No, I'll just make the last one worth one more point than the other one could get <laughs> if they win it. Or we do it like a Patreon summer Zoom quiz and then we do it there. Admin, uh, someone else nah. can sort that out. Right, well then, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> We're back. Yes, we've had it. Uh, Watford are gone. Norwich are gone. Roy Hodgson's gone. We're gone. He still hasn't played the music. Jesus I'm fucking just, I'm literally just waiting for a beat, but you know. You well. played it earlier when I said don't play it and then you thing. And He's <laughs> very sensitive about mistiming the jingles these days, Chuck. Just like yeah, I know. Oscar, Oscar please say goodbye. Goodbye. Ian, you too. Love you all, bye. It's been a pleasure being back with you. Thanks to our producer Patreons as ever, Johnny, Nate, Mark, Sam, Jeff, and Deep End Praise. He is from Sutton. Wear your sunglasses, for Christ's sake. <laughs>